Thank you for joining us for another episode of Refuge Podcast. We are in season one looking at the book of Acts. And in this particular part of the book of Acts, we are taking lessons in leadership from the life of the Apostle Paul. So thank you for joining us. If you have a way to do it, pull up a Bible, whether that be paper or digital, join us as we venture through. Thanks. Hey guys, thanks again for joining me for another episode of the Refuge Podcast. Uh, This one's going to be kind of bittersweet for me as we come to the end of season one. We're finishing up our look at the book of Acts. Also going to be finishing up the... uh, the little mini-series that we've been doing on lessons in leadership from the life of the Apostle Paul. So I just want to take a moment to say thank you. Thank you for taking this journey with me. I appreciate it. Uh, I know that, you know, again, time is valuable. Everybody's got families and things going on and and uh, work and other things they're trying to accomplish. So I'm grateful that you've taken some time to hang out with me and, uh, take a look at this awesome book in the Bible, the book of Acts. I've been uh, learning a lot. God's been teaching me a lot about uh, to operate out of the power of the Holy Spirit, not the power of the flesh, to take time with the Lord, to be with Him, how to walk as a person of of the, the Spirit and faith in the Lord Jesus Christ. And learning a lot from Paul's life. And, uh, you know, we've been looking at this theme again of... Uh, how God is able to take the things that we experience in life that are tragic and and heartbreaking, um, that almost seem contrary to the nature and character of God, but God is able to take those things in our life and use them for His good, for His glory, for His purposes to declare the gospel of the grace of God and Jesus Christ to a lost world. And we've seen that over and over again with the apostles through the church, that God is, he works and moves in this broken humanity to bring about his plans. And I think, uh, you know, I've been thinking a lot about the fact that there's a lot of people right now coming out of uh, what they call their faith um, and walking away from the faith of the Lord Jesus Christ, um, whether it be a Christian musicians and, and, and uh, Christian leaders, different people have walked away from the faith, um, almost a deconversion story. And one of the, the themes that I often hear and see in those circumstances is... <laughs> The people have a problem with evil and suffering. And the premise is is this, that how could a good God allow so much evil and suffering? And, And yes, we know that as a result of humanity's sin and um, the consequences of sin, that there is evil and things in the world. But why, if God is so powerful in all knowing and able to be sovereign over everything, why is he not intervening 
when there's floods and famines and pestilence like COVID-19? Why is this God allowing these things to happen? And so a lot of people are walking away from their faith because they don't want to believe in a God that could allow these things. But the story that we've been reading in the book of Acts has been one where Paul goes through these extreme, uh, whether it be persecution or suffering or um, just uh, trials by fire. And yet he's able to keep his eyes on the Lord. And, And that's that's the main thrust of life, isn't it? To keep our eyes on the Lord in spite of what's going on around us and to know that God, yes, he could intervene. He could give us just this easy path to, to heaven. But along the way, he, he allows these things in our life to somehow, in some way, he gets the glory in all of it and it, it strengthens our faith in him. I don't understand all of the things that we go through and and things we experience in life and why it happens. And I have had my own share of suffering and, and I've seen so many people go through so much tragedy and suffering, but I rest in the sovereignty of God. I rest in what the Bible talks about that who has known the mind of the Lord, that we could counsel him, who has known the mind of God. Who are we to tell God how he should be? And when we come up to this place where we don't understand him, who are we to say, God, you should do this way? Why should the clay say to the potter that this is how I want to be fashioned? It's God who's in control, God who's bigger, and we need to yield to to that. And I know that's hard for you, you to believe or maybe some others to believe it's even hard for me to believe at times and to rest in but I want to be like Paul as he was leading the church and going out as a missionary he was able to keep his eyes on the Lord in spite of all the things that were going on and that's where we come in this story in chapter 28 as we finish off this book I'm going to read it real quickly but Paul and his friends have just been shipwrecked Some people that were with him, they're all um, crashed on an island called Malta. And now Paul is going to, um, you got to see this, this is amazing. After the natives showed us unusual kindness, for they kindled a fire and made us all welcome. Because of the rain that was falling and because of the cold. But when Paul had gathered a bundle of sticks and laid them on the fire... A viper came out of the heat and fastened on his hand. So when the natives saw the creature hanging from his hand, they said to one another, No doubt this man is a murderer, whom though he has escaped the sea, yet justice does not allow to live. But he shook off the creature into the fire and suffered no harm. However, they were expecting that he would swell up or suddenly fall down dead. But after they had looked for a long time and saw no harm come to him, they changed their minds and said that he was a god. In that region there was an estate of the leading citizen of the island whose name was Publius, who received us and entertained us courteously for three days. And it happened that the father of Publius lay sick of fever and dysentery. But Paul went into him and prayed, and he laid his hands on him and healed him. 
So when this was done, the rest of these on the island who had diseases came and they were healed. They also honored us in many ways, and when he departed, they provided such things as were necessary. One of the amazing things as you look through the book of Acts, that God was working not only in the lives of the Jewish nation, but the Gentiles. That God was saving all manner of people, whosoever would come to the Lord. And Paul knew that he was called by God to go to the Gentiles, to be a minister to them. And you see him here, that Paul's here uh, ministering to the people as they minister to him. He's laying hands on the sick. They're being healed. But you'll also see that there's a prejudice in the heart and the mind of the Jewish people that did not want to receive the Gentiles. But throughout the book of Acts, and even in church history and all the way to the time in which we live, God's heart is for every tribe, tongue, nation, and people to save people out of darkness and sin into light and forgiveness. God's heart is for all people. He wants people to be healed and saved and come to the knowledge of the truth of who Jesus is. And Paul, in the midst of after being shipwrecked and he's cold and he's probably hungry, they're there and he's willing to minister in the midst of all that. And he he's loving on these people. I, I, one of the things that I enjoyed about as we looked at the life of Paul is that the love of God was so manifest through him and so clearly seen um, as there was such a life change in Paul because before Christ saved him and changed him and made him a new man, he was a hater against the Christians and he would pull people out of their homes and persecute them. What a change God can do in a life. And that's what Christian leaders are supposed to be, changed people. People that are not naturally loving, but are naturally hateful, yet God can change and make them into a loving minister of the gospel. That's what Paul experienced in his life. That's why it was so real to him, because of what Jesus was doing to change him from day to day. But after three months, we sailed in an Alexandrian ship, whose figurehead was the twin brothers which had wintered at the island in land landing at Syracuse we stayed there three days from there we circled around and reached Regium and after one day to the south wind blew and the next day we came to Pitoli where we found brethren and were invited to stay with them seven days and so we went toward Rome and from there when the brethren heard about us, they came to meet us as far as Appi Forum and Three Inns. When Paul saw them, he thanked God and took courage. And now when he came to Rome, the centurion delivered the prisoners to the captain of the guard. But Paul was permitted to dwell by himself with the soldier who guarded him. And it came to pass after three days that Paul called the leaders of the Jews together. And so when they had come together, he said to them, Men and brethren, although I've done nothing against our people or the customs of our fathers, yet I was delivered as a prisoner from Jerusalem into the hand of the Romans, who, when they had examined me, wanted to let me go, but there was no cause for putting me to death. But when the Jews spoke against it, I was compelled to appeal to Caesar, not that I had anything of which to accuse my nation, 
For this reason, therefore, I called for you to see you and speak with you, because for the hope of Israel I am bound with this chain. Then they said to him, We neither received letters from Judea concerning you, nor have any of the brethren who came reported or spoken any evil of you. But we desire to hear from you what you think. Concerning this sect, we know that it is spoken against everywhere. And so when they had appointed him a day, many came to him at his lodging, to whom he explained and solemnly testified of the kingdom of God, persuading them concerning Jesus from both the law of Moses and the prophets from morning till evening. And some were persuaded by the things which were spoken, and some disbelieved. So when they did not agree among themselves, they departed after Paul had said one word. The Holy Spirit spoke rightly through Isaiah the prophet to our fathers, saying, Go to this people and say, Hearing you will hear and not understand, and seeing you will see and not perceive. For the hearts of this people have grown dull, and their ears are hard of hearing, and their eyes have closed, lest they should see with their eyes and hear with their ears, lest they should understand with their hearts and turn, so that I should heal them. Therefore let it be known to you that the salvation God has been sent to the Gentiles, and they will hear it. And when he had said these words, the Jews departed and had a great dispute among themselves. And you remember what I was telling you about the Jews were still overcoming that um, the heart of God for the Gentiles because they had a prejudice against them. They were trying to overcome that. And that was a big stumbling block for them. But I want you to notice, please, with me, I think this is important for every leader of the church to, to have this happening in their life that the primary message that we preach and that we teach is Jesus. He is the source and subject. He is everything. He is the alpha, the omega, the beginning, the end. He is who we center everything upon. He is what Genesis to Revelation talks about. He is the type, the shadow of everything in the Old Testament. He is the one on which all the Old Testament prophecies hinge. Everything centers on Jesus. And Paul knew this. That was the primary message and goal that he had for his life to preach to others. That Jesus is the one. He is the promised one of God. He is the only way of salvation. He's the way, the truth, the life. He is the one who can change hearts. He's the one who can forgive sin. It's by his blood we're forgiven. It's by his blood that we're cleansed. It's by his resurrection that we can be born again anew. It's by his resurrection that we will have new life and that we will have eternal life. It's Jesus all day long. And every leader of the church, this should be the drum that we bang every single time we get in front of people, every single time we live our life, every moment of every day, thinking about the presence of Jesus, thinking about the Lord. Jesus is everything. He is the one who we set our lives upon. Jesus is it. He is the one everything hinges upon. And we look at Jesus and we preach Jesus because anything else other than that is going to fall short. And Paul will do this throughout all the letters. In fact, at the end of this, it talks about then Paul dwelt two years, two whole years in his own rented house and received all who came to him preaching the kingdom of God and teaching the things which concern the Lord Jesus with all confidence, no one forbidding him. From 
This imprisonment in a rented house where he was under lock and key. He was able to preach Jesus. And he was able to pen letters explaining Jesus to everyone and correcting those who were in opposition to Jesus and correcting poor theology that didn't point to Jesus and moving people into the deep foundation of who Jesus is. Everything revolves around Jesus. And that is a message that if you're bored of it, I would ask you to please take your heart back to the cross and look at what Jesus did. He is deserving of all of our attention and affection because of what he did for us. And I know that there's been talk of in the modern church, there needs to be other things. We can't, you just can't just be all about Jesus and we need to have other ways of reaching people. But I'm telling you, Paul was on to something here that everything centered upon Jesus Christ from law of Moses through the prophets. That's why he persuaded people about Jesus. That's why he preached concerning the Lord Jesus Christ with all confidence because Paul knew that that foundation, if you built your life on that foundation of the Lord Jesus Christ, it would not be shaken. Jesus is everything. He's everything. He's the lion and lamb. He's the author of our salvation. He's the finisher of our faith. Jesus all day long. And I want to encourage you with that as we close this season out. If there's one message that I preach, if there's one message that I share, if there's one person who I point to, it's the Lord Jesus. I'm not a pastor, not a leader. Paul is an amazing man, but he was amazing because he pointed us to Jesus. And he knew what Jesus did in his life to save him. And he knew the hope for the Gentiles was a Jewish Messiah. For the whole world needs Jesus. What's the answer? What is the answer for all of humanity right now? With this COVID-19 stuff happening around us. And talks of the end times. And things that are shaking our lives to the core. People losing their jobs. And people having mental health breakdowns. It's the person in the work of Jesus Christ. He's the only thing that can bring true satisfaction to our soul. So I leave you with that. Guys, be encouraged. Pursue Jesus. Do things that would stir your affection for him. God bless. We are so glad that you joined us today. Don't forget to subscribe so that you can join us for further studying of the word. Have a blessed day.